0: Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Believe it or not, it's the 16th of July, 2018. Um, I always do this because it's very, very important that you think in a successful way. So stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat. I am a winner, I am a champion, and I am unstoppable. Why? Because when you think like a winner and you think like a champion and you become unstoppable through this, you're going to have whatever you want in the world. And that's no bull. What you put out there, you're going to get back. And as I've been talking about all the great things I'm learning, doing, and putting into application, we're going to get into this more and more and more. And one thing, I can't stress this enough. You know, you're coming for a ride with me for free. Um, most people are putting out material, charging high prices. I'm actually taking you through my whole journey of being a businessman, an entrepreneur, a radio host, and obviously training. Um, I don't know many people that are offering that. I mean, if this doesn't give you a square kick in the ass to go do something, I don't know what will. And it's going to get more and more intense because we're doing so many things behind the scenes. I'm working the whole thing. If you want it bad enough, you're going to have to go after it, as my pop always said. I, I, we'll bring him in momentarily, but we got our pal, Paul Firepower Gray, coming in today. And as I said to him just a little while ago, we had spoken for a while off air. As my pop always said, you got to take the bull by the horns. That's the truth. Um,. Before we get into Moda, uh, Fiorello Barbell, our good friend Gareth Denyer, who's been with M&M probably f- close to three years now, um, we do some outstanding podcasts, and I'm going to have a brand new one of his and, and ours today. He's come on board to advertise here, and I don't even want to say advertising. This is an investment, and I want to give you a little information on Gareth if you haven't you know, heard him, but I would tell you to go back and listen to the shows, we just did two recent shows, they are out on MotivationMuscle.com, the first one's called Bravery, and this show, if you have children, I would definitely tell you to go out and listen to it, because I'll tell you right now, kids more than ever... Need bravery, and the second show is called "Power to Believe in Yourself." Well, the show that I'm going to put up today is going to be all about his whole lineage of training and what he wants to offer to the Eminem family and everybody out there. So, Gareth owns HCP Barbell. This is a gym that's based in Texas, and I believe that he is head and shoulders above the competition on his. I, not only on his online coaching courses, but bringing people in one-on-one, okay? And if you know anything about him, he has graduated from his gym over 100 Division One football players, all right? And it's all done on his premises or online. Well, he's going to take that success and experience that he's had since a very young boy in fitness, and he's decided to bring his online courses out to everyone. Now, what separates him from the pack, and you'll hear it on the show today, from a young, young boy, and you should go back and listen to those other two shows and every one of them, is this. His father was a medical doctor, and from like age four, he said he remembers all of these things that his father instilled on him especially nutrition and this is where he really really hits the mark and as he grew and grew and you know he was a kid like all of us he wasn't sure what he wanted to do nothing seemed to fit right well physical culture finally bit him and seeing his father's example through being a doctor and he was very physical he worked out in gyms gareth had the base for all of this so I'll tell you right now, go with a guy that leads the pack. Now, to contact him for a confidential one-on-one discussion for your needs, go out to hcpbarbell.com slash contact dot html. So it's hcpbarbell, all one word, dot com slash contact dot html. And Gareth will contact you that same day. That's how good he is, I'm telling you right now. We endorse him totally here. I'd endorse him whether he paid me a penny or $1,000. He's a man of character, just like our pal Paul Gray. Um, Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Winners and Champions, Inc., that's my premier product. 14 modules, which will change your life forever. We will be adding, this is all... The things we've been doing for fifteen years at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. Also go out to our prosperity page. This is another investment. A twenty five, a fifty, or one hundred dollar investment will get free goods from each donation. Alright? So you're donating, but I love the word investment because when you invest in yourself or me or anything, that is a lifetime goal. It's a, it's a commitment. And when you commit, we've talked about it, you can do anything. So commit to us, invest in us. I guarantee you the next 30 years will be golden. I promise you that. Also, too, um, go out to com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at all the shows. Paul and I have done just outstanding material all over the place. Um, Paul, like myself and everybody, is highly authentic, and we're not afraid to call you out if you're not. We don't want you around here anymore, all right? This place is winners, 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 and we want to set the score. If you wait till you hear the show I did yesterday with Charlie Oliphant and Averil Russell, Averill, if you haven't heard of her, you need to. She is doing all of the documentary called Granite. And if you haven't heard it or seen it, go out and friend Charlie. I believe you can go out. There might even be a page called Granite, if I recall. But that's what Charlie said. Stevie Shanks is coming on. He sent me a note. Same thing. They, all, they feel a debt of gratitude, the motivation muscle. Through their diligence, obviously, stone lifting is growing. But through Etched in Stone and Etched in Stone for Kids in this platform, Sandbag stones is just exploding everywhere, and they credit so much of it to me and this show. And Charlie did the ultimate thing. I am narrating the very beginning of Granite. Um, you talk about uh, one of the nicest things someone's ever done for me—that um, he would pay homage to me like that because he feels I've been with him since his rise in all of this with the Ard Blair stones, everything. you talk about a nice compliment um, that's the way you should treat everyone so I thank everyone for that obviously too go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com sign up for our free newsletter Um, it goes right to my MailChimp account anything I put out will go right to your inbox also too um, sign up this is another investment come on in here let's advertise together for the next 30 years whether it's one month or for 30 more years I guarantee you It'll be the best thing you ever did. And we're going to be doing some networking, and I, I've already talked to Paul about it. Um, we want Paul to come in here, and there's two other people right now that have signed on. We are going to be doing some monster things here, believe me. We already do, but I can't. This is even a year ahead of schedule. It's going to be a very small bite at first, and we're going to just go from there. you got to dream and dream huge. We don't do little tiny things here. We take on more than we can chew, and that's why I love doing this so much. Also, too, um, go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Go look at our uh, video. We will have more, I promise you. Well, with that in mind, and I know that was long. But it's very important to get all this stuff out. I'm going to give you a little information on Paul Firepower Gray, who will be in here momentarily. Um, He's a head trainer at Firepower Gym, mobility trainer, and he's an accomplished martial artist with over 30 years training in various styles. And obviously, we know not only is he a great speaker coming on here and doing us that uh, favor, but... He's no-nonsense, and when you see him out there, you can see it, and that's what I've always admired about him. Um, Paul, welcome back, brother. It's always an honor, Um, and we're going to do a show today. I think you folks are going to really enjoy it. It's called The People Puzzle, and the theme lately, um, we've been really dropping the hammer on a lot of stuff, but there's one thing I always say. When we drop the hammer, we give you the solution to the hammer dropping. Most people don't. Paul, on that note, welcome back, brother.
1: Hi, Eric. Thank you again for having me. And um, I've just had a, a kind of an idea. We, we've we sat and talked for kind of, what, 40 minutes before yeah. we've even stopped recording?
0: Yep. You know, we,
1: <laughs> we should maybe record that and do a behind-the-scenes all-access.
0: I think that'd be great. We will.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Man, uh, th- these guys have already missed 40 minutes of... Um, of good stuff, so yeah, it's nice to bring them in now. Yeah. Um, one thing, can I just say about you being asked to narrate the the granite? Yeah. Um, production. You know the the way you're being very humble and saying that it, it's an honour and it, it it's a very kind thing that they've asked um, you to do that. But I kind of see it's more deserved. right nice. you, know, you pulled a lot of us guys out of obscurity. To, to sit and give us a voice to the world. And why shouldn't somebody, you know, say thank you and and, and you should actually realize that you deserve that? And it's it's not a kindness and it's not a uh, um, throwing you a bone. Right. You know, it's very well deserved and it is it is a mark of respect and a mark of thanks. So it, and it's justly so. I'd like to just say that. Well, thanks,
0: Paul. I pre- and you know something else, What I like you said it great, a lot of, you know, that was the idea to get everybody that I really liked or admired or was recommended. Let's give you a platform where you've never had before. And what I like more than anything about all this, do you see how many different genres now were united now? You know, you might not be a stone lifter, but you see something and you click it or you make a comment or somebody sees you in mobility. That you know, because I see Charlie Oliphant a lot of times clicking on you and stuff like that, this is what this show has done. It is uniting physical culture it doesn't have to be paul Paul firepower gray mobility it doesn't have to be Eric Stone lifting, you know or Martin with with his his historic stone site and all that. what it's doing now it is taking the group of us and uniting us whether we do the same thing or not. But we have this mutual respect and support for one another. Because I want to just say this and then I I want you to give out your information. I didn't mean to cut you off but this is what Avril said who was on here who was doing the filming obviously and all the work for Granite. She was amazed at how these lifters support one another and this is what I thought was the greatest when she was filming a lot of this Denny stuff that's going on and obviously the gathering is coming up. I think it's Uh, August 5th this year with the Ard Blair Stones there for the first time. She told me when she was in that circle, she never felt so safe in her life. Now, that's big stuff coming from an outsider that, you know, knows of it, is so intrigued by it now, but to feel that secure around these guys where, you know, most of them are portrayed as a bunch of morons, let's face it, or a cult, so... This is what I love what Eminem has done and people have bought into here and come in here and we've all united and we're going to unite bigger and we're going after other age groups and things like that. So I can't welcome you enough into it, Paul. I mean, I can't get into the nitty-gritty Paul and I were talking about, but Paul is definitely a big part of the family. But go ahead and take it away. I want you to give out the websites and all that, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: that's great. I'll do that in a minute. But okay. just kind of talking about what you were saying, where you know Charlie sometimes clicked on my links and stuff yep. and what have you. I clicked on, um, I think it was Stevie Shanks yeah. last last week, and he was lifting. Uh, I don't know
0: whether it was the Dinnies. Yes, he was it was.
1: Lifting two stones, and that, yep. that's when he was taking them across to the other side of the bridge.
0: Yeah, he's incredible. He's yeah, inc- he's incredible.
1: I, I I've never lifted a stone in my life, but Jesus, I was rooting for him on that video. I was like, God, on, one more step. Yeah. Have you got this. You know, and it was just fantastic to to have that um want to have that voice and to be able to put out the thing that he's so passionate for the world to see. But for me to be able to just sit and go,
0: Yeah, you know, I've
1: never lifted a stone in my life, but that guy's Really going for it. He's busting his ass. He's committed to this. yep He's obviously made this, you know, a personal kind of goal. And look at him go. He's going for it. And the thing that popped into my head—it it mirrors what you've just been said. Uh, saying sorry is that you know the she felt secure. Yeah. You know. I, the thing that popped into my head was if war was to break out tomorrow and we're not talking about somebody just pressing a button and obliterating right. the world you know a conventional war where a load of guys on one side are trying to come over and take over your homeland and take what's yours blah yep. blah blah Yep. you know the, the guys that would be standing at the front of that lot saying uh. ah uh, uh. You know, that's not right. You are doing that. Yep. Would be the guys like Stevie, possibly myself, you. Yep. We may have very little in common in one way. You know, you somebody lifts stones, you like doing dead stop. Yep. Or rack lifts. Yep. I like wriggle about on the floor. But the thing that we do have in common is character, integrity. Yep. Yep. And, um... Certain amount of fortitude in the fact that we don't just lie down and let life just steamroller us. Correct. And uh, regardless of the differences, there's so many similarities, and I think that's why you know this particular lady felt safe with these people because, like you said, you know, in in one way, shape, or form, they're a bunch of alpha males. Yeah, they are. That, yep. Yeah, of course they are. They're, these, but these are the real alpha males, not the pretend alpha males, you know, these are the lions, not the hyenas, <laughs> oh. yep,
0: yep, yeah. definitely,
1: you Linging, know, leading and giggling at the women, and you know, um, that's why she felt safe, she recognized the lions, not the hyenas,
0: yeah, it's and, right. and you, you know what else, Paul, I said, not to interrupt you, but you know what it is, you know, when you talk about rooting for Stevie, that hits that primal vein in you, no matter mobility kettlebell, I don't care what it is, your craft is your craft, but you sat there and watched that, and that definitely hit that vein, most people don't even know that vein anymore, okay, so I understand totally what you're saying, you know, I love watching you and Powell. you know, I, I, I might not do that, or do it minimally, and I don't have your expertise, but I understand where you're coming from. I'm there. I've been there. I'm going there. So, go ahead, take it. Um, I, I don't want to. I mean, we could go on forever.
1: Yeah, it's 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 fantastic, though. I mean, you you talk about winners as well. You know, winners. We want winners on this site. Well, that's that's what you have. Yep. You have people that are winners of integrity. Yep. Winners of character. Winners of the type of mentality that actually wants to spend time perfecting something or at least at least failing at something but not just giving up you know it doesn't matter oh, yeah. whether they they become the world's best or whatever they'll become the best that they can and they just won't give up and then these people will spend the time to pass that on to whoever will listen yep. whether it be male female old young whatever these people are winners of pure unadulterated character and kindness yep. and I think that, that, to me, is amazing, and um, as you've said before, it is a rarity in this world these days because everybody else is just trying to grab a piece of what, whatever they can get. Yep. They're, they're not sitting there giving a piece of piece away. and it reminded me, when, I, when I've just been kind of processing this, a little, a little Facebook video the other day where a guy did a social experiment and he bought a homeless guy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, he walked past a homeless guy and he dropped his wallet. And the homeless guy picks up his wallet and chases him down. He's like, here, dude, you dropped your wallet, you know? Yep, yep. And this guy was like, oh, wow, well, you know, did you not think of taking the money? And he was like, well, no, it's not my money. That's not right. You know, there's no bad thing going on in this world without taking your money. So the guy goes, oh, you know, here, take some of this money out of there. That's my gift to you for doing the right thing. Fantastic. And then the, the, the follow this homeless guy around Yeah. and he goes and buys a load of what looks like burritos or, or food or something like that. And this guy then hands it out to all the other homeless guys yeah. around. Yep, You know, and that's what I'm talking about. Yep. You know, everybody else would have just took the money in the first place and took the wallet and, you know would probably even bin the wallet just because it's of no use, but had the pure spite, not to give it back to the guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the, the guys that you've surrounded yourself by, because you're one of them, is the type of guy that would give the wallet back and
0: give away the food as well. I agree. That's, that's well, that's why I, want, well, I think I, I don't remember if I did with Steve Cotter or it was a, a solo show. I did something to the tune of Is Humanity Dead? And I said, humanity isn't dead, but right now it is bleeding. And there are a lot of good people out there that want to see you succeed and master things and not be sitting behind the scenes. But they are few and far between, and you're going to have to search them out. But as I said, what you're putting out is coming back to you. So the opportunity to meet up with these type of people and do things with them is very real but you got to be willing to put the time and the space into everything to do it and that's something that is lacking that's not really taught anymore and that's why we're here all of us because we've got the ideas we've got the experience and we're learning more and more every day and let's let's face it we are teachers. We might not be certified, quote-unquote, as in a school teacher, but we are teachers, and we're damn good teachers, and we don't toe the mark of what everybody else wants you to be. We are not an assembly line show. We want you to develop. We want you to come up with your own ideas. But you know what? If you need some backbone, if you need to get off the fence, you've come to the right place. And on that note, the people puzzle. I'm going to let you lead off with it, brother. People puzzle. What's that mean to you? Um, before we go into this, one more yeah. thing. Yeah. Is humanity
1: dead? Is humanity dead? I would say no, it isn't. But it's got very poor leaders right now. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You, you well, ought to... S- well, a lack of leaders, but um, the ones we do have are uh, very poor. And without without a doubt. Again, I t- yeah, we- it comes down to commerce, doesn't it?
0: Well, Yeah. We yeah, well, we came. We, um, you know, when I talked about that show we did with Doctor Wong the other day about all the shootings in my city, um, when when uh, Mayor Sheehan she's the first female mayor ever here. All they were doing was standing up and applauding and saying, "Well, it's about time a female mayor." I've got no problem with it, but did she have the qualifications? Obviously not. Um, but they're just applauding because it's politically correct. You know, they want they want her in or whomever in, and this place is a disaster. And I mean literally a disaster. And here here's the thing: more than anything, due to her ineptness and the people around her she's killing this city more and more. She doesn't want business in here, private industry. It's always, well, they're going to contaminate this and that. So, once again, um, where I am upstate, they have destroyed the economy up here. Um, She's turned this place into a sanctuary city, which there's been an awful lot of muggings and all kinds of things. Um, It's illegal. And, you know, they've talked about arresting her and prosecuting her for this. That That's your internal belief. You've got to look at the whole and everybody around you. And then, obviously, all the shootings here, we've never had things like this. And there she is the other night, and it's the minority community here where it's all happening, and no one will say that because they don't want to lose their job. But let's be honest, no one's, no one's casting a shadow on everyone, all right? But this is where it's happening, so this is where we need to address it. There she is in front of them, and this is all they do. They have vigils and candles, and that's great. But that's not taking care of the problem. There she is the other night crying, saying, you must help me. Now, look, I'm all for life, and life is pretty much worthless to most people when you hear the way they talk and act. But here's the deal. A mayor, male, female, I don't care if it's a giraffe, you never go and be weak in front of people all right, so that's lack of leadership, but I could go on and on that, you got to go out and listen to that show Dr. Wong and I did, and it addresses manhood, you know, you see these guys are standing in the background with a puzzled look on their face, and not coming forward, and I'd be like, you know what, come and sue me, but I'm going to tell you this right now, we're dropping the net on everything, man, if you don't go with that type of ferocity, No one respects you, and they can go out and call you any name in the world, and we're going to sue you. You know what I'd say? And I'd have everything in place. I'd say, come on and do it. But we're going to stop this violence once and for all. We know where the bad guys are. We're going to get them all. But you'd rather have people. People now will not even come to the city. You're going to kill the rest of the city. You're going to go bankrupt if you don't look out. So enough of that. But, you know, The people puzzle, I just gave a a bunch of it right there. You know, we know some things that are going on, obviously, privately with you, but tell me, what is it you see right now with this people puzzle? Because I said to you, even before we came on, and we should have taped it, what I see more than anything now is, especially, I'll, I'll give males for an example, moodiness, um, a lot of them can't even correspond back with you or they do a week or two later. Um, their, their priorities seem different to me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think people are the greatest thing because there's so many varieties of them. But I'll tell you right now, a lot of it is due to a lot of what's going on. You know, You, you touched upon politically. I've never seen in my life so many people that are political and it's politics that they can't change no matter you know you can go out and vote all you want you need to know more about the system than just going out and voting and i'm not saying to stop voting that's your right your god-given right and you should always take that never ever sacrifice that but there's so many things that people are so involved in now that have really taken them out of the life the game of life and take them away from friends that they've been friends for years just because of a political connotation. So that's why when I was thinking of uh, of the puzzle, let's talk about the pieces and what we can do to get people involved with one another again and involved with enriching their life. So take it away.
1: Yeah, I mean, people is a puzzle and, and bringing up the, the, the point of we have poor leadership and uh, yeah, I didn't just mean political, uh, that, that's, that's another 10 shows of talking just getting into the political thing, we could go on forever about that, but one thing you said about, you know, we, we are not maybe qualified by teachers as such, but that's teachers of academia, right? Right, correct. Um, but I think we are exceptionally qualified teachers of experience and life experience. And I think in some way, shape or form that is equally as important, if not more so than academia. And we we, we all know it, I mean, I live in a town called Durham, Durham City, and it's a big university town. It's the third most prestigious in the country, I believe. I think Oxford and Cambridge are more well known and a bit more prestigious, but the next one is um, Durham. And we get a lot of students from all over the world. I mean, we get a huge amount of Americans here, a huge amount of Japanese, um, Koreans, and you get a lot of the, the big money people of, from down south. Yep. And some of them literally are dumb as a post. <laughs> I mean, dumb as a post. I, I, I've had lunch, I've had meetings with some of the professors at, at Durham University, and as far as stringing a sentence together, they then you know, they they can't see the basic things of life because they've never lived in anything but a an acad- academic. They've, they've only ever lived in that world. They've, they've gone to school, they've gone to university, and then they've been hired by a university, and um, they've lived a very sheltered, simple, and uh, a, almost a one-dimensional thinking type of world. They've never had to come out of that. So when it comes to lateral thinking or problem solving or dealing with things that are, you know, experience based and in the real world, these people are dumb as a post. Yeah. So um, they may be able to quote every line of Shakespeare, but, you know, that, that's, that doesn't help you when uh, your car don't start on a morning. So it, it's just a kind of different style of teaching that I think, you know, we are highly gifted professors teaching uh, life experience and life skills and those are equally important so I think you know part of the people puzzle for me is that there's not enough leaders even in academia even in schools we don't have enough leaders in um, certainly in the UK in, in the police forces because you know the, the, the police force is now, sadly, designed around, um, you know, ticking boxes of facts and figures rather than actual, you know, policing, getting yep. in and dealing with the problems. They, they've got their hands tied behind the back with political correctness just as much as we have. So now, you know, a policeman's job is almost, to, in some part, to persecute people with speeding fines. Yeah. You know, yeah. make money for whoever up the chain in the government or whatever. But it's, it's under the pseudo guise of, you know, we're saving lives here, which, yeah, that's arguable. But, you know, even the leadership in, in that is, is gone because, you know, right from the very top coming down, everybody's designed around a paper chase of facts and figures. Does this on paper say that we look like we're doing okay? But in the real world, everybody knows that the whole system is failing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we know it. Everybody knows it. You, you can dispute facts and figures to me till the cows come home. Are people getting a better education now than when they did in maybe, let's say, 1955, 1960, 1970? No. People can't do their sums now like they could do. They have to use a calculator. End yeah. of story. Yep. End of story. They, they can't do things now that they could do then. Okay, it could be argued they can use a computer now, and they couldn't do that then, but it, it's a moot point because they didn't have computers and people didn't have the opportunity to learn. People now have the opportunity to learn their sums and do computers, and they can't do it. So... Um, You know, to me, the fact is that a a lot of leadership is absolutely failing and sometimes it's not even their fault. It's because of what comes down from above them and that the system is so ass-backwards now. But how are we supposed to teach future generations the real important things in life if the basics can't even get dealt with, If, if basic leadership of learning your... Thumbs, learning your, you know, where to put a comma in a sentence. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, who cares because words sorts it out when I'm on the computer, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you shouldn't care because when you read a book, if you ever read a book, then it doesn't make sense unless you know when to pause with the comma. And I think, you know, people always have this excuse. Oh, well, I don't need to read a book. I can just listen to Audible now get with the times. <laughs> well that's not that's not the point. You you're finding a way to fix a problem by making it easier and not dealing with the problem rather than fixing the problem. Yeah. And we keep doing that. We keep doing that as a society and as a leadership. Okay, so instead of fixing the problem of kids being unruly at school or, you know, the fact that there might have been 10 accidents at this junction. So we'll put a speed camera there now and again to make money rather than actually doing something with the roadway or building an underpass for, so that people don't cross the road and get knocked over. You know, there's always sure. a way to deal with it that's better. But what they'll do is they'll come up with a half-assed solution that ticks a box on paper that actually doesn't make anything better. It just diverts attention somewhere else. And I think that's the biggest... Puzzling problem is that it's always about what's easier, oh, cheaper, yeah. yep, or both, not actually doing anything to any degree of quality, or that's actually going to be a of, a of a benefit. And that's just the biggest puzzle of people in. Well, God, it's it's been the last three generations. I would say it's not even this generation. Is that they're not learning anything from this. No. They're not learning anything of any life experience that can take them one step further when they finally come up with a problem in their life. And inevitably we all have problems.
0: I and mean, well, people just stumble. Yeah. Well that and you know something? I, I'll say it and keep saying it. Um the male the male species has, you know, just degenerated to the point now where You know, you and I have talked about, we did that great show on basically how the world is disconnected. And that was a killer podcast you and I did. That was probably about three months ago, I would think. And I'm going to have to find that and repost that uh, when I do this show. Um, You know, let's face it. Roles have changed. There's been a lot of role reversal. There's an awful lot of confusion. You hit it right on the head with Academia. Academia. Um, you have professional basically they are politicians even though they go under the uh, guise of teacher because everything now has been all put together as one you know you look at how many different companies that there used to be now everything's merged into maybe one two or three all right so number one they've got you right by the nose number two You know, I love to hear all these people talking freedom until something happens to them and suddenly, oh, we've got to shut them right off or they're not going to come here and speak or whatever, okay? This is the big phony baloney of all this out there. And what it's doing is, you know, you hit it again, all right? We got all the roundabouts here. Uh, Do they need probably half of them? No, because I'll tell you right now. You better be on the game because you can get confused, go the wrong way, and accidents happen frequently on them because people don't yield or have to stop or they're speeding on these small, round-and-round things to go everywhere. Now, like you said, rather than have a police officer sitting there, let's put cameras in, we'll get revenue that way. What a joke. What do you have a police force, and you hit it again? Let's neuter them more and more. And you know what? They become counselors. That's what's happened here in Albany. You know what they're doing for these thugs? They're having barbecues for them. What they need is to get kicked right in the jimmy and told to go back to school or work. But nope. Yeah, no so bu- they're rewarding bad behavior with a barbecue, right? You got it. And, and,
1: and I think that's true yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And you know what, Paul? It becomes the norm. It becomes, let's shake off the responsibility, and let's let everybody else do it for you. And you know what? This whole social experiment has been tried all over the world, and it never worked. It does not work. If you are not going to take responsibility, if you are not going to go out and get the education or skills you need, it's impossible to think you'll ever thrive I don't care how much you want to take from somebody that's out there earning hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a day yep, the government comes in and forces you to give that but what are you doing and what are you getting in return and you make people into robots basically as I say on the show they become assembly line human beings like they do in schools now but here's the here's the great here's the worst thing of the whole pile is this your whole life you become mentally neutered, you don't know what to do and most of these guys and girls that are doing this type of life get in some serious trouble and we see the examples all over my area. you know what makes somebody go out and do these things? Well, if you believe in God in the Bible, they'll say they the Bible will say, Evil always will exist. I do believe that. There are people that are evil. There are people that you can't bring back. And that's just the way the world works. We can't save everybody, all right? But the whole point of the matter is when these people, especially in, in academia, you know, college, whatever, even high school, they get out in the real world and it would be like Paul and I standing there and hitting you one-two with a baseball bat right to the face. Because, and this is why I'm giving this example, they get out in the real world and suddenly no one's uh, wiping your behind for you. Nobody's saying those nice things of how great you are. Oh, you're going to meet good people. I'm not going to say that. But, uh, you know, um, as Rocky said in Rocky Balboa, it'll beat you to your knees and leave you there if you let it. The world will do that to you. And this people puzzle where you're gravitating to these morons that don't know a thing about what the real world is, what it feels like to go and have a business and be up at 4.30 in the morning and work your behind off all days and have good days and weeks where you're not making squat and other weeks where you are and people that are letting you down or people that are coming to the forefront and helping you, etc., cetera, etc., cetera that's what you got to deal with and I think it's a good way to live because you become an expert on life there's nothing like living and doing the things you love to do and anybody tells you that every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows turn around and go the other way because I'm here to tell you they won't but I believe this in my heart and one day we will all be on stage with Paul and everybody together I will tell you this I wouldn't trade it in for anything, and I haven't had a lot of money in the last four years. If you know anything about me, I've shot through over eighty thousand dollars. My savings are gone. I don't have a job that uh, I get paid. At the time I left, there it was eighty-one thousand. If I was still there, I'd be making over a hundred k. But I know in my heart of hearts, this place is going to be bigger than any 80K I've ever made. Because financially, you know, people say, well, is it just money? Well, it is money. Because money, all right, when they talk about money, especially in academia, of course, it's evil. It's a a load of crap. It's a way to keep you down. It's a way to keep a thumb in your eye. Let me tell you something right now. I'll be in the position soon and down the road to be able to help others. If Paul came to me and said, hey, Eric. I want you to look this over. We need to talk about it. Would you be able to invest with me in this? I think it's a winner. Look it over. It looks good. Damn straight I invest in Paul. Why? Because he's, ca- he's got character. Because I know he's got a work ethic, and I know he's an authentic, straight-up guy. All right? This is what all this stuff affords you. So when we talk people puzzle, you know, I, I, I'll I tell you what. I'll even name his name. Don G. Fardino, who's been on the show with me. Good guy. Got a good. He's got a good product. He's out there all the time. But he had sent me a note one day, and he said to me, "I probably should keep my mouth shut about this, but you shouldn't. You know, I don't think it's good for people to keep hearing, you know, people that aren't working with you or criticizing you and this and that. That you should write off." And I sent him back a note. I'm not going to give you a verbatim because there was some uh, vulgarity in it. I said, "You should do that." You should surround yourself with winners. You don't close yourself off from the world because you want to hear people say this. Maybe they can enlighten you, and maybe you do make some changes. But I thought he was dead wrong on that, and I told him that. Now, he's been on here since then. I've got no beef with him. He's got his opinion. i got mine. And I'll say it right now, and I'm going to give it right to you, Paul. I do believe that people that are not in your corner, that people you've been kind to that are disparaging you behind the scenes with other people that write you off and say you're not going to make it you need to drop them out of your life why because you don't need any more negatives there's enough things coming at you enough use your head because when you get out there and you tell your story that's going to be one of the things i'm going to hit upon and hit upon hard believe me when i tell you that it's yours brother
1: Yeah, I'm going back to the kids and you said that, you know, some kids are just born um, evil or there's evil born into the world or whatever. But every study I've ever read about children said that children thrive and feel more secure having lines that they know they shouldn't cross, having boundaries. Yep. Yep. And if we have boundaries, then we have to have a way to enforce them. We have to be able to enforce boundaries. And that doesn't mean you know, raising your hand to your children or this or that or the other. It means whatever it means to enforce the boundary with that particular child. And some kids will rebel. You know, you will get the odd one that it just will not knuckle down, the odd one that is going to be a bad apple and going to rebel. And as um, Alfred says in, I think it's The Dark Knight. Yep. um, About the Joker when Batman's trying to figure out why he's doing what he's what he does. And it, it's just, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. Correct. Yep, some people yep. are just that way. But 99.9% of the other kids will knuckle down. They will tore the line. They will know where the boundaries are. They will not want to be chastised. They'll not want to... Um, They'll become good people, good productive people because they've got lines. And that's another failing in leadership as parents and as, you know, um, society tells parents now that they shouldn't, you know, tell the kid off in case the kid gets anxiety in the future. They shouldn't (laughs) chastise. You know that ch- child, because everybody's got to live in a fluffy, happy world, and allow the kid to be free-thinking and have its own ideals and what have you. A kid will free-think if he's taught that free-thinking is a good thing, but that doesn't mean he can't have the, the the knowledge instilled into him of what's right and wrong. And I think that is another people puzzle of leadership where. You know, parents will literally sit kids in front of an iPad rather than teach them right or wrong. It's more distract the kids so they'll shut up instead of teaching the kid that in polite company when mommy or daddy's talking, you don't interrupt and then scream when you don't get your own way. And in order to give that message to a child, it has to be repeated, repeated, repeated and enforced. So, you know, some kids will just want to watch the world burn, but other rotten apples, you know, will turn into good citizens and toe the line, good people, if we enforce, you know, just old-fashioned, good old, right and wrong values. And this is the same as what you were saying about, you know, what Don said. Some of these people out there will try it on, and they'll try it on with you. And sometimes it's not not even intentional because people think differently and some exactly version of right and wrong is different, right, and some yep. people just don't think it through you know and I've had kind of little spats with with very good friends of mine, very, very good friends, people that I love and adore and respect, and we've had like kind of a spat and a fallen out before when literally just our core values were slightly different in, in certain ways. And they expected me to act a certain way in a certain situation. And according to my core values, that didn't mesh. That right. Was, them, that was okay for them. I understood why they acted that way and why they saw things the way they did. But as far as I'm concerned, my core values dictate that you know I did something different. But the type of situation wasn't you know, somebody being murdered, or wasn't something really serious where there is only literally one right or wrong. There was many, many different, you know, versions of what could be done here. And, you know, the expectations that people will have that, you know, you should have their their, um, core values, and then they will just kick you out of their life or fall out with you or whatever. We shouldn't really be like that. So I, I, I do say, from that point of view, we shouldn't be that way. But as far as what you said with with Don, if somebody is doing something that is just plain wrong, then yeah. no, they shouldn't be in your life. And it doesn't it doesn't matter whether it's business doesn't matter whether it impacts your business it doesn't matter whether it impacts you know a status quo or family or whatever if it is wrong and it's serious serious enough then they shouldn't be in your life and i do really agree with that from from your perspective and i have a general rule where it, it is a three strikes and out yeah. Me. Oh, yeah oh yeah you know and and sometimes somebody might say something and it's just a difference of opinion or whatever. And I, all right, that wasn't great, but you know what? I'm not even going to consider that a strike, you know, because I know the difference between right and wrong. And, yep, you know. And yep. they got their opinion. But then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, whoa, that person knows how I feel about this situation. I've explained this to them. They understand my core values on this, and they have deliberately, knowingly stepped on it. That's strike one. Yep. And uh, they'll often get a get get told. They'll get a warning. That's strike one for me. You yep. got two more. Um, and that's it. So, I think according to my code, that's how I tend to deal with these situations. Everybody gets three strikes, but they will get told on strike one and two. Yeah. And if if they continue with strike three, then they won't even bother getting told. They're just gone. gone out. Uh,
0: well, I, you know, Paul. I think that the common thread you and I have been talking about here with the people puzzle is this, leadership. And you know my feeling on leadership. You've, heard, you've been on the show for a few years. You'll always hear at the end when I say what my dad always said, you know, be a leader, not a follower. That was one of many great things he told me as a young boy. And as a young kid, you don't really realize a lot of it. And you're saying, what the hell is he talking about? But let me tell you something. Leaders are few and far in this world, especially now. And you and I both know leadership is not easy because sometimes you have to make the decisions like we just talked about, three strikes, you're out. All right? Sometimes things have to go like that. Sometimes, we're, you know, we talked about business. He, uh, Paul and I um, are talking about some major things I want him involved with with a couple other people right now. Um, this is all um, things we're going to be working on and being creative with and leading and all that. This And this is what ends up building big, great businesses because I'm telling you right now, I only think big, okay, period. So if you don't want to think big, I guess we're not going to do business with other people. And, you know, that was one of the things he said. And another thing, too, you know, And I used to do this a lot because of with the uh, IT, with IBM and everything, you'd meet a lot of people. And I remember as a kid, he and my mom, with my father especially, when you meet somebody for the first time, head up, shoulders back obviously, look them in the eyes and shake hands with them. Now, if they can't look you in the eyes, my father was stressed this very hard. You know, most of them got the sweaty hand anyways. But he says, if they can't look you in the eyes, you don't want to do business with them. And I still, to this day, do that. Okay? They might want to, but if they can't look you in the eyes and make eye contact, he said, do not trust that person. That's that's the next thing. Um, The other thing, too, that um, I thought was very, very good that I said in the beginning of the show is take the bull by the horns now what that means is if there's something you want to go after i don't care where you're going to school where you're working or whatever and that's why we stress this so hard on m&m and everything else if you're sitting on the fence as i always say it's time to jump off no one's telling you to quit your job go out and start something small for god's sake, you can start it on pennies go build a website start blogging see what happens have a product obviously maybe you do already it's not a lot of money so what you do is you get the business going and who knows you see more people's businesses explode online they quit the job they've hated for the last 10-15 years This is what I'm talking about. This is what putting the puzzle together is in your own life. Instead of being just a pawn for everyone, get out there and lead. Get out there and do. Get out there and believe. And the biggest thing is go out there and take action. And be willing, as Rocky said, to take the hits. That, like he said, that is how winning is done, and that's what we talk about here. And you know what? I don't care who it is or what's happened. Every day you have an opportunity, and I said that on one of the shows recently on a, um, Solo. Every morning that alarm goes off, I jump right up, put my feet on the floor, smack, you know, clap my hands together and say, today is another opportunity. When you start pointing yourself like a homing device in those directions, you know, we talk about winners, champions, unstoppable, you don't even have to worry about being the puzzle anymore. You know, you're going to go out and create your own puzzle, your own web, your own life. This is what the most important thing of this show is that I can say from my viewpoint, because I do believe that every one of us has something so creative and so great within us but you know this is all going to go back to what we talk about with thought and what you're putting out there most people even kids now you have layers and layers of just garbage on your subconscious mind until you get rid of that garbage you're going to still you're just going to walk around in circles and it's only going to get lumped heavier because you know what you're going to keep telling yourself I guess they were right about me i guess i can't do it so i'm going to just do this and i'm going to live this life of mediocrity and what ends up happening paul said it i always talk about repetition can be your best friend or your worst enemy uh paul summarize everything give out your info i'll give uh, mine and just hang on the line if you would please brother Will
1: do. Um, just to finish off and talking about you know you getting up with your alarm clock and you've got your mantras and you you boom you're gonna you're not only gonna face that you're gonna run that shit down right? You know yep, I mean? you got um, it. I, I I suggested I my, my girlfriend stayed over mine. Um, the wonderful Jo Jojo. Um, <laughs> sat, sat, Jojo, yeah. She's she's great. Stayed over mine on Saturday night. And, um, you know, she's got kids, and she's studying yep. to be a, a kid's nurse right now. She's got, she got, she got five girls. Okay. okay. Yep. Five, five girls, and she's in full-time study to be a nurse. I mean, this girl knows what hard work is, is yep. about. Um, so she stood over mine on Saturday night, and I kind of went, Hey, i I got, I got a, an idea. hey how about we get up tomorrow morning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we get up at... Around about four thirty. Yep. And we go down to the coast because I live about a mile from the, the coast. Okay. And how about we watch the sun come up out of the sea? Yep. And she's like, "What have you been smoking?" <laughs> uh, because I, I'm I'm not a morning person. Yep. Uh, I don't like lying in bed. I never I'm never in bed past eight thirty on a morning. But I don't do getting up early, and I've built a life where yes, I do what I love, but I don't have to get up early. That's part of building the the life that makes me happy. Yeah. But you know, she was like, "What the hell are you smoking?" You know. Yeah. And um, I said, "You know what it is? It just occurred to me that some people will live their whole goddamn life, and they will never ever see the sun come up." out nope. of the sea, you know, nope. and it looks like it's going out of the sea, and probably never see it go down into the sea. Nope. And it's one of those simple pleasures in life, one of those simple experiences that cost nothing but a little bit of an effort and a little bit of time. And that the sad thing about it, not, not the fact that there'll be so many people on the planet will live, grow old, and die without seeing this, there's so many people won't even consider its importance mm-hmm. so we went down and we sat and we were there you know um, quarter to five and boop there it came that little flash and we watched the sun come up and you know she was like that's really cool can we do that next Sunday yeah and um, these are the things that make life worth living not the new iPhone <laughs> I you know, agree even, yeah these are the things that you can get for free, and that you should be thinking the, the experiences of life are life. that That is what life is made up. experiences that you have in a, in time that, in, that you don't get back. And I think that is the biggest puzzling thing about people is they don't see the value in these things. I, I I could say to somebody, hey, I'm going to get up at 4.30 and I'm going to watch the sun come up and they'll go, what's the point of that? I know. I could take one of these people to see the sun come up and they'll go, well, that was boring. What's the point? And the fact that they don't even see the value in this is the biggest problem and the biggest puzzle with people. So that's where I want to sign off. And I've I've decided, personally for me, I'm seriously considering actually getting up with the sunrise, not necessarily going to see it coming out of the water, but getting up every morning with the sunrise right the way through a full year. So I've checked it out, middle of the winter here on the northeast coast, the latest is it's 8.30 in the morning when the sun comes up, right, I think it's December the 30th is like the latest Yep, and middle middle of the summer, it's it's 4:30 in the middle yep. of May, and I'm thinking of tracking it that minute, changing every day right the way from December, so I'd start on December 31st when it changes, it starts um, getting shorter. So 8:29 December the 31st, track it right the way through to December the 30th, and every single morning set my alarm, and get the hell up, and you know what? One, it's just because I I hate mornings and I suck at getting up on mornings. So if I hate it and I'm bad at it, maybe I should try and make an effort and get better. And two, because why the hell not?
0: And you know what outside suggests? Bring a journal with you, too.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, fill that time, especially during the summer months, that I might be up like two, three hours earlier than normal fill that time with something productive so yeah i'm seriously consider starting this in december i think yeah my little mission
0: i think you should it's Um, great
1: so yeah um life is worthless to people that don't see the beauty you know you said life is worthless earlier on that don't see the beauty in these simple pleasures or even are willing to try to see if they do like it and to these people life is worthless the people like you and me life is got damn well precious right oh yeah uh, so yeah this I'm gonna f- sign off because I've got my my client coming anytime now young Liam so okay uh, Thank you very much, my friend. It's Paul Firepower Gray. You can catch me at www.coachpfg.com. I've got a lot of educational material on there to download. Hopefully, soon we'll get the link to Motivation and Muscle that me and you were talking about, Eric. Okay, brother. Yep, we will. And um, that's about it. That's all you need to know, my friend.
0: All right, so this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24 7. As I said, Go out to fiorellabarbellco.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. Also, invest in the business. Prosperity Consciousness is the page on fiorellabarbellco.com. Go out. There's $25, dollars investment. Receive. When you give, you will receive big time from me. So check that out. Also, go out to com slash category slash podcast. Look at all the shows and listen to all the shows I've done with Paul. Also, too, um, sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. It goes right to my MailChimp account, and you'll get whatever I put out in your inbox. Also, too, come on in. Once again, invest in advertising and Motivation Muscle. Fill out the sheet. It's going to get revamped because all I'm going to do is I'm going to put my phone in there because I'm going to call you anyways, so you might as well talk to me direct. That's what we were talking about on the show. Let's learn to speak to one another. Again, also to uh, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Also, um, if there's a show you like Paul and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five star review. That's what we've got, and we thank everybody for that. If you want to get us in your car 24 7, AHA Directory, which is pronounced AHA. Um, If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of inspiration. That can change your life forever. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, squat it, press it, deadlift it, whatever you're going to do, do it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust, and it's a great hoose of steel crush your stone says in blood red domination we are domination, we clear-cut the path we follow no one dominate obliterate, and dent everything in your path No one ever clip our balls and as Russell Fur says, when I hear your shows and listen to them, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of the speakers. Yeah, it is, but it's more like a tidal wave, and it's going to get higher and higher. Also, Frank Klein, my greatest college business professor, repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit, quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor who would walk each patient to the door no matter what, keep smiling. Say those two words. See how you feel after that. Um, Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell 100 or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Come with us. Spread these shows out. We're going to be here for 30 more years. You need us, and we need you. Les Brown, you'll have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And how many people would say that? And last but not least, do not forget, Gareth Denyer, He's the owner of HCP Barbell, and he's based in Texas, and he's a regular on the show. This guy is head and shoulders of the competition, especially with training at his facility, online coaching. Well, he's decided now to bring it out, all the online coaching. He specializes in everything. He's graduated 100 students to Division I football alone. He's incredible with nutrition. He comes from a line. His father was a medical doctor. This is where Gareth got his base. He's been thinking and doing this stuff since he was four years old. Go out and get his expertise. Talk to this gentleman because he is truly a leader. And you know our feeling on leaders. So if you'd like to have a confidential discussion, contact him at H-C-P Barbell, that's H-C-P Barbell, all one word, .com slash contact dot H-T-M-L. Tell Motivation Muscle sent you. I guarantee you this guy will help you with anything. Also, too, as I always say, the world is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. You're all winners, you're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. None of us came into this world a loser, that's just, but when, ha, this has just been what you were told. This is the role they want you to portray. Get over it. Paul, you know my feeling, always an honor. I'm looking forward down the road to doing some projects with you and the other two gents right now. So thank you for being on, my friend. You're very welcome. And as
1: always, it's my pleasure. And, um, yeah, let's let's talk real quick
0: about that and get some Get something started with those things. We will, brother. So, for Paul Firepower Gray, this show will be up Wednesday or Thursday. I'm going to see if we can do it Wednesday, but we've got two more ahead of it. But it will be up this week, and you're always going to get the quality from Paul like you're so used to. Go back and listen to some other shows and push these out to your friends if they never heard of us. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and we will talk to you soon.